0: Welcome back to the Leadership Fire with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined by uh, Steve McGinnity this week. He's the vicar of St. Andrew's Clubmore in Liverpool, an area described as in the top 5% of deprived areas in the UK. We were talking before the break of uh, uh, that Steve has been in a vicar of the church for 18 years and uh, how he's developed the church, uh, into uh, particularly into spiritual renewal. And then we started to talk particularly about some of the projects that uh, Steve's been involved in that the church has been involved in um, uh, as as they sought to to reach out into the community, um, st- Steve, um, have any of the s- the projects that you've engaged with kind of surprised you in their in their success or maybe even their lack of success? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I guess uh, a few come to mind. Um, over the years, we've tried different things, some of which have worked and some of which haven't. Um, uh, one that did surprise me was fairly early on. Um, we started. Uh, Saturday morning breakfast cafe. Two women in church came to me with this idea. Uh, and uh, to be honest, everything within me said this, this was a waste of time. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but they were insistent, um, and it proved to be incredibly popular. Mm. Uh, we would provide uh, a very cheap breakfast every Saturday morning. Um, and we'd feed up to 150 people from the local area every well, morning within no. about two hours. Uh, we'd man. have whole families coming and have breakfast together. Mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Um, so it's, kind of, it's one of those ideas that you just think, why would this work? Mm-hmm. And yet, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were uh, doing a lot of family work, we engaged a lot with uh, midwives and health visitors. And um, they came to us with uh, an idea. Apparently, there'd been a real surge in the birth of twins in the area. Really? And uh, there'd been, um, within a very short period of time, a whole batch of twins born. And a lot of the, the mums particularly were struggling. Uh, and so they asked us to set up effectively a twins group. Mm-hmm. And um, we thought it was a great idea. No one came. <laughs> uh, we gave up after about two months oh. uh, with absolutely uh, no one attending. So we thought it was going to be one of those great ideas that you know would um, help local people just didn't happen. Um, I suppose the other thing that surprised me really is, uh, is the food bank. Um, just kind of seeing the level of poverty. That, that you, As a vicar, I've been here 18 years, I'm aware of the poverty in the area. I think the depth of it surprised me.
0: Yeah. Um, and some of the stories that we hear are heartbreaking. So sure, sure. Um, even though we knew it would go well, uh, I think it surprised me simply by the stories that we hear. Mm. Now, of course, some um, you know you'll you'll be aware of the, the the criticism from the kind of the rich and the the, the middle class uh, regarding you know, supposed poverty, and they'll say, "Oh, yeah, but that's all very well, but they've got their Sky TV and their mobile phones and what have you." Um, perhaps you could describe, you know, for us that you know what the what poverty means in 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 the kind of area that you're describing.
1: Sure, I think. Um What we're seeing a lot of, um, I mean, uh, there are the stereotypes that you see in some of the press around uh, people on benefits with, you know, skyboxes and all that kind of thing. Uh, And there are some people like that, um, but they are in the minority. Um, What we see are people having to make a choice between feeding their kids or putting the heating on. Uh, We're seeing people who have not had food in their house for weeks on end. People having to make really difficult choices every single day. I think the thing that quite often is is missed within all that is just the emotional impact that has on family life, the kind of debilitating the debilitating effect it has on people. Um, I mean, we've some of the stories we've heard. You know, um, not long after we opened food bank. Um, a bailiff came to us, he'd been sent to evict someone from uh, the home. Uh, but when he got there, um, he, he found a woman who was living in, in just terrible circumstances, who had been living out of bins for three months, um, and he, he, couldn't, he couldn't evict her. Uh, he went back to the social landlord, and social landlords around here actually are, are very good, um, and said, you know, we, we need to do something, we can't evict this woman. And um, it turned out she had some mental health issues that had never been addressed or diagnosed. Um, and they came to us. We were able to offer uh, food and debt advice, and we worked with the social landlords to to get her into a better position. I think uh, I think people underestimate uh, the poverty that is actually within some of our communities. Um, yeah, and if it, for for some of our uh, volunteers, when we have 150 volunteers uh, across all our um, uh, activities, uh, they, they can find it a struggle sometimes.
0: Yeah. That, and that's pretty well all the church, isn't it? I mean, you, you talked well, about a congregation. Uh, yeah, what we do <laughs> is
1: we, uh, with our um, debt advice and with our food bank, uh, we act as a resource for other churches as well. So we have debt satellite centres in... Uh, seven other churches, uh, so they come under our banner in terms of insurance and license and mm-hmm. training and um, kind of admin uh, they provide a venue and volunteers mm-hmm. um, so uh, of the one hundred and fifty there 's a good number of them you know high proportion from our church, uh, but also some of them are um, from other churches as well, and mm-hmm. we do the same with food bank, mm-hmm. um, so not every church has the resources to um, to create a food bank, but they can partner with us. They can be a distribution centre. So for us, it's great because we don't have the resources to open food bank every day, but with a group of churches working together, we have uh, six days a week now, actually, uh food bank opens somewhere
0: within the north of the city. Wow. Well, now, I mean, some churches struggle with the tension between serving physical needs and uh, meeting spiritual needs, and I'm sure you're aware of the mm. some of the kind of... Um, Conversations, sometimes quite acrimonious debates between sections of the church uh, has, has that been the case for you have you seen is has it been a struggle at all or do you see them all it all, all part of one uh,
1: for me it's all, it's all part of the gospel mm. it's all part of uh the same thing you know we are here to uh to see the kingdom grow and um the kingdom is not just a spiritual thing it's a physical thing as well um and so when we do debt advice and food bank, uh, we are there primarily to help people out of debt and to help people through food poverty. In the midst of that, we are also Christians who passionately believe in Jesus and want to see uh, his name glorified. And we encourage our people, you know, if you are asked, if there's an opportunity, share your faith. Mm. Um, so we are kind of off-front of us our faith but we, no one comes here, uh, and if they, uh, without having to hear the gospel, they can come and just simply get fed. They can get their issues dealt with. Sure. Um, but within all that, Jesus is at the centre for
0: mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It's so a kind of un- it, unconditional love sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's unconditional love, um, but it's also about the whole person, um, and so we don't just want to meet their physical needs. And we don't want to just meet their spiritual needs. We want to meet all of their needs Mm. because I think that's the gospel. You can't separate the two out. I think the difficulty for us is uh, with our volunteers. Um, Some people love doing the kind of I want to meet someone's needs type thing uh, and others are desperate to share the gospel. And um, it's trying to get both of those two different groups to learn how to expand their thinking a little bit and to develop in in other areas of how they minister to people, Um, because they they all like to go off on their own little hobby horse. So uh, we need to constantly work with people who love doing the the physical needs thing and say, you know, how can you also share your faith in the midst of that, you know, because that is actually uh, a a thing that we should all do. Uh, And for those who want to share the gospel, we want to encourage them to see how actually meeting someone's needs uh, is a way of also showing the gospel. It's not just by our
0: words; it's also by our actions. Indeed, yeah, yeah. wonderful. And just, just closing question, Steve: are there, are there books and resources that have you know you found particularly helpful? Maybe authors or um, you know, particular things you think you go back to time and time again?
1: Um, I, th- I think for me at the moment, um, the stuff I keep going back to is, is books by Alan Hirsch. Oh yes, mm. uh, which is which is all about, effectively, church yeah. becoming far more missional yeah. um, and, and missional in the whole, you know, both physical and spiritual needs. Um, so uh, his books I've always found extremely helpful, uh, thought-provoking, well-written, um, also because of things that we're doing with missional communities here, um, books by Mike Breen have also been extremely useful.
0: Yeah. Yes, for for listeners, Hirsch is H-I-R-S-C-H, isn't it, Alan Hirsch? That's correct, yeah. yeah. And he's written, I think, with Michael Frost as well. That's right. Um, and Mike Breen, of course, used to be um, of these shores now in the States. Yes, um, yeah. Is that B-R-E-E-N or E-A-N? That's correct, yeah. E-R-E-N. Yeah. That's right. So, um, And some of his stuff on missional communities, certainly, uh, and cluster communities, etc., has been uh, foundational for many people's thinking. Mm. So, um, yeah. Steve it's terrific to to chat with you thank you so much for for sharing and uh, and, and giving us an insight uh, which for me you know for some folks is, is a long way away uh, geographically and also um kind of um, emotionally perhaps from uh, from where the kind of lives they lead mm-hmm. and but uh, it's great to hear that uh, the gospel is advancing and uh, and that you're able to to serve the community in these ways in, in such numbers so um so bless you well, you are been listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Steve McGinnity. Steve's the uh, vicar St. And Andrew's Club Clubmore in Liverpool. And uh, you can listen to archive versions of uh, the Leadership File by going to uh, Premier's own website and uh, logging on to, uh, to the Leadership File. And you can see archives there. You can go to iTunes and even download uh, some of the shows um, and listen to them again or for the first time. So it's been great to have your your company again. look forward to you joining us uh, next Sunday at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk